live in a fast-paced, hectic world where it is easy to feel overwhelmed, stressed, and out of control. How do you manage all the competing pressures without losing your sense of yourself? How do you stay focused enough to not only plot a path, but follow it? Welcome to Master Your Life, a show that offers inspiration, insight, and intelligence, as well as success stories from many walks of life that can show you how you can control your own destiny. Our knowledgeable and entertaining hosts and their guests give practical advice that you can use every day in the quest to master your life. Now, here are your hosts, Leah Mattinson and Dr. Howard Rankin. Welcome to Master Your Life, the show of insight, intelligence, and inspiration where we ask you to consider who you are right now and who is it that you would like to be. I am host Leah Mattinson and joined as usual by my wonderful co-host, Dr. Howard Rankin. Howard, how are you this week? Uh, I am good, thank you. Um, Had a little difficulty getting up this morning, though. Really? Well, how appropriate, because our guest today, uh, Lana Jermakey, is here to talk about just that, and perhaps that she can help you with that little problem. So, Lana, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Now, we know your book isn't, uh, um, and uh, we're going to get to know who you are, and you have a book coming out called Getting Up, but we know it isn't actually about getting out of bed. Um, but tell us a little bit about yourself and, and how you got to be writing this book and, and, and so on. Uh, well, thank you. Um, so my journey um, has, has taken a little time about getting up. So it, it has a couple phases to uh, where I started um, my journey. It started back in university where I had um, my first epileptic seizure, and it was um, took some time for me to face that I was I had the disease of epilepsy, and so that is uh, where my journey started um, in allowing myself to get up and face the world. So that's that's the basis of where the book starts. So maybe you could explain, Lana, just um, for people who actually don't understand the seriousness of epilepsy. What, like, what does that mean to like have an epileptic seizure? What's happening in your in your body? Uh, so the, for me, I had what was called back then complex partials, and, and I put a little humor into it, which is included in the book. <laughs> where <laughs> so I, I did. Um, what would happen is I. Some of them I would actually black out, but for ones that I remember, I would have um, I would have funny thoughts come into my head, like cartoons or songs or funny little things. And when those thoughts would come into my head, I would like twitch or my hands would go funny, or um, and it would it was hard for me to face, and I would feel really embarrassed about them, and I felt a lot of shame about having these epileptic attacks, and I never wanted to share them and didn't know how to face them. And it, so I went on for uh, 10 years without without facing these seizures correctly as I went through life, and I would have... I would have up to 15 a day sometimes, and uh, that was really hard for me to handle, plus going through the type of work that I did. So um, if you can imagine, one of the things I did as I worked on cruise lines, and I would be on stage introducing myself and having an epileptic seizure and start behaving like that, and, you know, they almost had to take a cane and pull me off stage as I was behaving in this weird way. So, yeah, it was pretty, it was just something that I did and and would not face myself uh, to be able to take care of these types of attacks. So, that's one of those, yeah, it's one of those things I had to do. Now, did you have any indications or signs of this in your childhood, or did it just manifest sort of late teens, early adulthood? I did have migraines in my childhood um, or heavy uh, heavy headaches, but, you know, I just didn't face them or it just wasn't handled, and it was put, always put up to something else. Oh, she's got a headache, must be stressed. <laughs> so that was how it 
it was taken on. And so uh, when I had my first attack in university, I completely blacked out. And my older brother was just telling me a story. And um, it was after it was after exams, and I was, you know, letting go of that stress. And he, I didn't even know what happened. He's like, Lana, do you know what just happened to you? And I'm like, no, nope, carry on with the story. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> So, wow. so your yeah. family saw this, your friends at university saw this, your co-workers saw this <laughs> for a 10-year span. And so did did anyone, like I'm just, I'm curious, did anyone say, hey, you just had a seizure and what are you going to do about that? Or did everyone just kind of go, hey, are you okay? And then carry on with the day. Like how forward were people with what they were seeing? Um, well, it did depend on heavy, how heavy the seizures were. So if I was having um, petite ones that people couldn't see, then, mm-hmm. you know, I would just breathe and let it go. The ones that people could see, um, they were, uh, well, some people, some of my, my closer friends were getting frustrated, as I say, when I was working on the cruise lines. You can imagine they were taking me off stage and putting me into the hospital online, and it's actually against regulations for me to even be on the ship so I was very I was treated very undercover and like okay Lana you have to handle this because you're not supposed to be on board and if we tell them they're gonna they're gonna, everybody's gonna get in trouble so um so that's how hidden it was and there was a time you know when I when things got worse and I started to have grand malls instead of the complex partials mm. that things had to be handled and that's that's how life goes as, as your illness gets worse. Um, you know, my dad really stepped in and said, okay, it's time. <laughs> so, Yeah, and I'm sure that was very disruptive, to say the least, to your life. I mean, if you're having that many every day. Um, looking back, did you, did you realize how disruptive it was? Or, or perhaps you don't think it was. Um, I, at the time, I didn't think it was, you know, when, when stuff comes into your life and it's, you, I I mean, everybody may have, everybody has their stories, right? And I don't put myself in any special position, but it was really, things come on and you start to get into that chaotic life that you think that you're supposed to live. And that's what I did. (laughs) So, um, at the time I was, I was quite amazed and I was working for a, a good oil and gas company and my degrees in communications and I was the person putting out all the annual reports and the press releases and the part of my brain that was affected is actually the part of communication where I was supposed to um, be doing all the writing and, and when I was examined by the neuropsychology I was only rated at speaking and writing at a grade six level. So you can imagine how well I was doing writing press releases and annual reports. And (laughs) I don't know how I made it through and how hard I was working and how much help I got. And I'm so thankful to the people that must have been covering my butt. (laughs) Well, (laughs) maybe it says something about the level of the people who are reading your reports. Just <laughs> Maybe grade six was just enough. Thanks very much. <laughs> you know, it's like keep in plain language for us. Thanks, Lana. <laughs> but that aside, that aside. So <laughs> I did. I did. So, I do so, admit when 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 you do learn that you know average today is at, at a grade eight is what we're supposed to write at. That did give right. me a little confidence <laughs> to come back. <laughs> <laughs> That's just yeah, wonderful. Talk about working to your strengths, right? Um, you know, mm-hmm. uh, this part of my brain's damaged, so I think I'll do something that needs to, you know, use that part of the brain, which actually, um, in some ways, has some ironically potential to it because uh, it's interesting. Do you think that using that part of the brain that that was compromised, do you think that helped you at all, or, or not? I mean, you know, we learn a lot today about neuroplasticity, how using different functions actually strengthens them. I mean, has anyone ever said to you, well, actually, it was good that you were doing this job, because if you wouldn't, you would be at a three level rather than whatever. 
Uh, yes. Yeah, so my the the neuropsychologist who helped me, um, you know, there, that's what you have to go through. So it took it took um, they said two to three years for my brain to heal for the type of surgery I had, mm-hmm. and I would not believe that it's not in my character to do that kind of thing. So I tried to go back to work after one year, and and the neurologist, Doctor Murphy's his name, he said, "Well, you can try, but you're not ready yet." So right. I, went, I, right. I took a receptionist position, and um, I tried to just write. I was asked to write a, a letter for reception. It was the most embarrassing thing <laughs> I've ever tried to do, and I, I had to leave the job because I couldn't even write a basic letter. And so after that, I knew I had to practice and keep going. And so after I took another six months to heal, and after that, I went back to work. And, so and just, I and, just back up a Back up a tiny bit for the listeners, um, because I think that one of the key kind of turning points of your story was actually the surgery, which was the intervention to heal the brain. Um, And in epilepsy, that's, you know, sometimes surgery isn't an option. Sometimes it's just medication. Um, So, but in your case, uh, you went for surgery. Like that must, this is brain surgery. This isn't like, you know, I'm going to get a wart removed. (laughs) How how, how did you, like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and no, I don't have a wart, but if I did, it would not be anything like having neurosurgery. So so just what was the process there? Like who came, who supported you? How did that look? Um, it was it was interesting. I'm for that. Um, so Dr. Miles is, is, is my surgeon who, who it was the last surgery he ever did. But for this type of surgery, it was when it first came into Canada, it was developed down in Australia. And um, they, of course, they have to do the research if you if you can have this type of surgery. And it was, you know, I had to make the decision of whether I was going to do it or not. And then they tested me, and yes, I was I was good for it. And um, they, for the for what they had to do. Um, I just had to make that decision of whether I was going to go in for it or not. And they had to give me the, they had to tell me as they were going to go in, I may not make it out alive. And that, that pretty much sat me down and said, this is a brain surgery. I think there may be Mm -hmm. complications. It was a seven hour surgery. And when I woke up, it was. I, I, you know, I didn't, you know, it took it takes a bit for the brain to heal and realize where you are. And there was, it, it, I don't even remember my time in the hospital to be truthful. After, you know, mm-hmm. after the surgery, but coming home was great, and um, it, it was quite a healing, a healing thing. It was, I, I'm, I'm amazed. I'm just amazed. So, I, I can't recommend what other people do. As everybody has their own body, but I'm, I'm very thankful for. Her for what I was able to do and survive. Yeah, and it sounds like it was incredibly successful, even though it's a um, tough procedure. You know, seven-hour surgery is, for anything, is difficult. Um, And so as you came out of that, and I'm sure it took a long time, um, I've been writing quite a bit about comas recently and, and you know, the, the movie image of somebody coming out of like a long operation or a coma is they wake up and they're fine, you know, and they're back to the way they are again. And because that's total nonsense. How long did it take you to even get back to where you were after the surgery? Uh, as I was saying, so the, I thought I was who I was, you know, back to who I was within, um, within even in six months. You think I thought I was back to who I was, and I did have an, an angel. You know, I was moving pretty slow. I called one of my girlfriends, my angel. She just she saw me on the couch. She's like, "Okay, Lana, it's time to get up and go work out." Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, right. one of the reasons for the name of my book. And she's like, "It's it's time." And so <laughs> she got me going just to be active again because you know I grew up being active. And so I'm like, "All right." So that was one first step just to get me out again and going and. Just in thinking that way, so that was beautiful for her to do for me. And then um, after that, you know, my dad had me down in. Um, we have a, a beautiful place in the mountains, so he took me out there, and it was mm. re- just revealing to make sure that you know I was taking care of myself that way and um, healing as well as I could. 
just within the spirits of the mountains and the fresh air and, you know, getting out of the city and taking care of myself in that manner. So everybody, it was just that natural way as well. So um, I, I'm just thankful for everybody to help out as much as they could to allow me to take the time and, and, and do that healing I needed to do. Yeah. And so how much time, Lana, between like the first seizure in university and the actual um, surgery, like how many years was it? Was it 10? 10 years. 10 years. And then uh, a couple yeah. more years of recovery. Yeah. So Correct. that's a long time to live in, uh, I think, for you know, other people who are struggling with health issues or feeling that, you know, like shame or embarrassment about, you know, symptoms that they may be having. That's a learning right there to, you know, go, how do I... How do I um, come clean a little bit, you know, earlier? Who can I trust to do that? I think it's incredible the amount of help and support um, that shows up when we need it. Just like you say, so grateful for the, for the help and support that shows up. And sometimes we refuse the help and support until we're ready. <laughs> and that's okay, too, but it's not when it does show up. And uh, as we move into the next segment, we're just going to really focus in on this whole idea of, you know, how do you go from the these uh, health crises, these shadow initiations into um, living a well whole life, even when there may be transitions where you've had to give up or change completely what it is that you've done in the past. So when we pick it up on the other side of Master Your Life, we'll be talking again with Lana Jermakey about her wonderful new book, Getting Up. up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. When was the last time you said, I love myself and I love my life? Can't recall. Has it been five years, 10 maybe? Or do you quite literally not remember a time when you felt peaceful and joyful? Well, how would you like to be one of those special women who glow because you're on a path to awakening and evolving consciously? If that sounds like where you want to be, but you just don't know how to get there, come join Leah Mattinson for one of her upcoming retreats in a beautiful, intimate, and very exclusive location. Dive deep in mind, body, and spirit. Go to reallifetraining.com for details. If you've been searching for fat loss and mental clarity in one place, think ketosis. Maybe you've heard about a ketogenic diet, but have been totally turned off by the painstaking effort to do it. Well, agonize no longer because there is a solution. What could be just as simple and easy as taking your daily vitamins? Visit reallifetraining.expert to find out. Raise your hand and get in on the front end of the total wellness revolution. Get well, manage your mood, clear your mind. Visit reallifetraining.expert now. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are tuned in to Master Your Life. To reach Leah Mattinson, Dr. Howard Rankin, or their guest, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Or send an email to Leah. That's L-E-A-H-A at changeyourlife.expert. Now, back to Master Your Life. Welcome back to Master Your Life. I'm Dr. Howard Rankin, along with my co-host, Leah Mattinson. Today, uh, we have the pleasure of talking with Lorna Jermakey, who is a, uh, is, has been telling us about her experiences uh, with a decade of epileptic seizures um, and a long recovery. And we heard that story, Lorna. Um, now, let's get into how that changed your life and what it did for you. Um, so how it changed my life, what, how it changed my life is understanding the difference of being, um, ignoring myself, what I did. I had a lot of fear, um, and shame and I was always trying to be uh, a perfectionist in trying, focusing on business side of things rather than paying attention to myself. And I had um, I, as I continued to go on, even after my surgery, I 
still was focused on impressing everybody else um, in the world rather than understanding uh, for myself. And as much as I'm still a business person, will always be a business person, but I was doing it for other people. And as I got into investor relations and the financial world, um, I really still, I enjoy that industry, but I didn't do any of it for me. And I was sitting at my desk one day and, you know, I sat alone a lot of the time. And I just had another aha moment. I was feeling sick. I could feel, I still take medication for my epilepsy. Um, And I just could feel my auras, my epilepsy starting to come back to me. And I just had my aha moment and said, this is not the way I'm supposed to live. There's something not right. And I'm not going to become sick again. And I told myself when I had my surgery, you know, it was 10 years before that, I would never live my life in that stressful time again. I wouldn't live. I was supposed to be living a balanced life. And what did I do? But went right back into the life I said I wasn't going to live. So something hit me and said, no, this isn't going to happen. So you got into the surgery. You're feeling a little better that you went back to work for an oil company, then an investor relations group and starting feeling symptomatic again. And that was over a 10-year period after the surgery. Is that right? Yes. So I just, I continued on the path of, you know, healing and going back to work and you get into that, that flow and that energy that feels so great and you make it, you know, it's, it, um, everybody likes to, to have that energy and, and, and as I say, get up and, and that thrive of feeling good that way. But then you forget to pay attention to yourself again. I went right back to where I said I wouldn't be. (laughs) So, yes. Yeah, and I think a lot, well, for a lot of people, and obviously don't know about you, Lana, but for a lot of people, they do that and their satisfaction perhaps is in their status or the money they're making out of it uh, or things that are really not about them or their soul. And I'm sure that's what you're talking about, right? That's correct. And, and I and I apply that not just for work, but I also apply that for things like body weight and I've struggled with that for a lot of my life and and if you're not if you just don't follow what you want for yourself just things things can happen that you you're just not satisfied with yourself yeah absolutely we refer to a book on the show quite frequently called change or die (laughs) yes yes I've read the book a couple times (laughs) And and it's, uh, so there's a lot of truth in it. I think it's a common theme for um, many of us in one area or another in our life that there's this constant this constant um, sort of a battle to overcome. And I don't know if it's just satisfaction, but it's also kind of this this um, you know certainty, uh, especially if you have a decent you know fairly well paying job that you can provide for yourself. So really, when we're you know, thinking about or considering making these pretty significant changes in our lives or in our daily habits, I think lots of people experience what you're experiencing, which is what's so comforting about um, the work that you're doing. And and also, um, many people ha- try lots of different ways of overcoming whatever their challenge is, whether it's a health challenge or keeping going back to the you know, employment that is sucking the life out of them or, um, you know, the disordered eating or any kind of addictions, like all of those things. And and people try multiple formulas. That's why there's tens of thousands of programs for people to try. And what I like about um, your work is there's some uniqueness to it. It's another way for people to be able to access something that might actually work for them. So can you talk a little bit about, like, how it is that you have... um, like what the transition was out of kind of the corporate business world and into your new work. And then also about like um, just the finer nuances of who you're, who you're working with or what your formula is. For sure. Um, Thank you. The, the, um, my transition was pretty, was pretty quick. I openly admit, and I don't, I don't say that everybody should do this, but this is what I did. So I, I openly admit I just I quit my job. I op- I just quit. I had enough and knew that that where I was wasn't should I uh, where I should be. And then I, when I 
took my time out, you know, for the industry I was in, I was, I was addicted to my phone. I was addicted to paying attention to the stocks and all of that kind of stuff. So my first coach that I paid attention, that I saw just on the side, um, he said, if I tried to take away your phone, you'd just go buy another one anyway. So you'll figure that out for yourself. (laughs) (laughs) So so that took a little bit of time. Um, and then I, I did discover, um, because I saw him, I discovered the idea of coaching and went and took my first class in it and said, you know what, this is pretty interesting and I like, I like it. So I, I went further with it and being, um, addicted to education, I, (laughs) I went and I discovered it further and I found, um, the, idea of how people have to learn for themselves to to figure out who they are and understanding some of the world and where it's going I can't say understand all of the world but the world is changing a lot and from where we the old side of where things and and how the we're still kind of working in the industrial revolution age or where it was, some people are. It's changing today and how we have to really create a passion for ourselves and be self-directed and and how we're learning and work for ourselves and be inspired. And so that is where I am trying to help people understand where to go. Yeah, and, you know, as we're talking, I'm reminded of there's a British psychiatrist called uh, Ronnie Lang, you know, whose whose theory was that in feudal societies, there really was no neurosis, you know, you you stayed in your village, you, you had your role, everyone knew each other, and that was it. Um, but the more complex science get, uh, society gets, um, the more choices you have, then the neurosis and anxiety builds, because in a way, there's too many choices. And so today, as you absolutely say, with the world changing so rapidly, I think uh, where there's great opportunities, but there's also great opportunities for confusion. Uh, this is where what you're talking about is very important for people to understand. Yeah, I got all these choices and they're great, but how are you going to really decide what's right for you? I'm right. Sure you see that, right. Yeah, and I and I do believe, and I, you know, I'm not a doctor, so I can't say. And there's lots of theories out there, but I, I do believe that when people don't pay attention to themselves like and I I do say this for me I didn't pay attention to myself and that's why I got sick and if you don't pay attention to yourself in in any of the right way and that stress comes on and it you can get sick it's just some one of those things that can happen to you in life if you're not paying attention and so that's why I think it's so important that you pay attention to yourself and you find what is unique for you that is going to work in your life. So one of the symptoms when people come to you <laughs> is that, or one of, maybe a symptom isn't the right word, but dissatisfaction with their life or an illness. Is that like, who's your primary, who are the primary people that this um, work that you're doing will resonate for? Um, so it is, you know, I do help people that, who have been through an actual illness. Uh, I do work right now with a, with a group of uh, women who have all been through an illness and are ready to go on to the next step in life. But I do um, open up also with people that um, are, they're not, not, that are feeling stressed and are, are ready to get up off of the, I say off of the couch and are feeling that, um, they're just feeling ill in life, should I say, and are ready to get up and go. And there's something wrong in life that they need to change. Yeah, and I think that's true. I mean, you know, dis-ease, this level of discomfort or uncomfort is definitely related to illness. We know that. So so it is very important, I think, for people to understand that relationship between the quality of their life, which is relates to who they are as people and are they doing things that are meaningful to them, and physical function and illness. And I suspect you see this quite a lot, that the people that are presenting to you with illnesses have these sorts of issues, at least many of them. Is that correct? Uh, that is correct. And and as I say, illness can 
They are, you know, just as simple as, you know, because people feel the stress or, you know, they have, um, you know, goes and depression is, of course, a major thing that people have and anxiety and um, and it all needs to be faced. And, and, you know, of course, different ways of eating today. There's so it's such a grand thing. But if it's handled and everybody is different and how you handle it, it's not written in stone then um, that's that's how we go forward. And, and that's why I developed um, the formula. And I call it a formula because that's the way we're used to working. But the way my formula works helps you discover yourself in the way that you need to be discovered for yourself. And so um, so that's why I, I developed that type, 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 excuse me, part of a strategy to help people. Right. So let's talk about your formula. Like what are the components of your formula? So um, it's it's called uh, the unique potential formula. So that's uh, how it goes. And first, um, it's a it's about discovering your unique design. So your unique design is discovering your talents. And everybody is born with a talent. And I don't know if everybody knows this, but this is my philosophy. Everybody is. From your genetics, you're born with a natural talent. Some people, some people pay attention to it. Some people are structured that they never get to pay attention to their talent, and some people um, eventually discover their talent. And so, uh, I have a few ways for ways to discover those talents. There's lots of quizzes you can take, questions to ask yourself, that sort of thing. Um, and once you start paying attention to your talent then you, um, and you, you naturally do them as children, whether you follow through them or not, that is what's going to give you some energy in life. It's what gets you excited when you pay attention to that talent. So I, I recognized um, with, uh, with Howard, he talked about his comedy, right? And <laughs> so it's one of those, one of those natural talents that, that, that Howard has that he uses to uh, help people out in life. So that that's a great skill that for people, uh, it's a natural talent that you have to go forward in life. So um, then with my formula, the, the next part is your action potential. And the word action can be really scary for life of whether they're for people in life if they're going to go forward with it, right? So, Mm -hmm. and I do believe that um, not everybody's supposed to take their action in the same way. So there's the people that can just take it and go forward and act while there's some people that it takes a different type of strategy of how they're going to go forward. So um, it goes a little deeper. My action potential is also... Um, if, if we have the time, it's, it's, quite fu- it's quite funny. Action potential is actually how the neurons in the brain work. Mm-hmm. And, and when I discovered it, I truly did make the word up on my own just because it fit into my, <laughs> into my branding. And mm-hmm. when, I, when I researched it on Google and I found out I was talking about the neurons in my brain, I'm like, well, I guess this all fits <laughs> because of my epilepsy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so somehow this just all fit together. <laughs> so, um, so it goes pretty deep when um, within my book on how it all fits together. So, And I also work with the stock market, and that also fit with the flow on the whole <laughs> chart. So <laughs> somehow things work together. Um, but anyway, within, a, within action potential, um, Truly, everybody's supposed to take action in, in a different manner and discovering that for yourself and not working um, like the traditional way that you read in so many books. You have to discover the right way for yourself. In the end, unique potential is the math that you come to that you discover your gift for the world. And that, that's how the formula works. Well, well, thank you for that. I think that I think that's great. I think, um, as you say, too many books are a bit formulaic and say this is what you have to do, and everyone does the same thing. And clearly, that's not appropriate. We are all different, and as you say, we all have different talent, 
talents, I would say, right? It's not just one talent. And so when we come back after the break, what I'd like you to talk to us about is your, a little bit more about your book and also maybe some practical things that the listeners uh, can do to help them along their path um, to find their action potential. So after the break on Master Your Life. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. If you've been searching for fat loss and mental clarity in one place, think ketosis. Maybe you've heard about a ketogenic diet but have been totally turned off by the painstaking effort to do it. Well, agonize no longer because there is a solution. What could be just as simple and easy as taking your daily vitamins? Visit ReallifeTraining.expert to find out. Raise your hand and get in on the front end of the total wellness revolution. Get well, manage your mood, clear your mind. Visit reallifetraining.expert now. When was the last time you said, I love myself and I love my life? Can't recall? Has it been five years, ten maybe? Or do you quite literally not remember a time when you felt peaceful and joyful? Well, how would you like to be one of those special women who glow because you're on a path to awakening and evolving consciously? If that sounds like where you want to be, but you just don't know how to get there, come join Leah Mattinson for one of her upcoming retreats in a beautiful, intimate, and very exclusive location. Dive deep in mind, body, and spirit. Go to reallifetraining.com for details. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. are tuned in to Master Your Life. To reach Leah Mattinson, Dr. Howard Rankin, or their guest, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Or send an email to Leah. That's L-E-A-H-A at changeyourlife.expert. Now, back to Master Your Life. Welcome back to Master Your Life. I'm host Leah Mattinson, joined by my co-host, Dr. Howard Rankin, and our guest today, Lana Jermakey, who's talking about her wonderful new book that's going to be hot off the press in mid-July, and that book is called Getting Up. And before the break, we were talking about finding your own unique potential and how important that is in the world to your life satisfaction and what you bring uh, to your world every day and to the world of those who are around you, which we think is so important. So, Lana, we were talking about, like, how do you assess this unique potential? And we talked a bit before the break about talents. What are some of the other um, areas that you assess to come up with this? Um, so, other areas that are um, important, um, not just the talents, but I do find that it's important to... Uh, also, understand your self, um, sorry, not just your talents, but you also have to pay, pay attention to your happiness in life is the other parts that I write about in the book and make sure that you're happy through life. Because a lot of the book is about the business side, but I also make sure that you're paying attention to the, that you're happy at doing what you're doing. Um, and the other side, of course, is gratitude. And if you don't give yourself gratitude for what you're doing, then you are not going to be successful either. And I think that the word gratitude goes around quite a bit as well in today's um, life. And if you're not gracious with yourself, then you're not, you're not going to be happy either. So there's a lot of balance in the success today. Yeah, I think that 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 concept of uh, almost a, a continuum of stress on one end and happiness at the other, I think you can definitely make an argument for that. The reason I think that actually I'm helping a psychiatrist write a book about that who believes that stress management is the most important thing that we need to do. And, and often in mental health, we don't do that. We look at other things um, because of all the things that you've you've talked about, or many of them, you know, stress. Uh, does take away your energy. It, it it's the opposite of getting up. Really, um, it's going down, and 
you know that 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 is really critical, and you can tie it very definitely to happiness. You know, if you're stressed out, if you're dissatisfied, obviously you're not happy. And happiness is not about temporary pleasure. It's about something much more meaningful that we've talked about on the show several times, that it's really about finding purpose and meaning. And that sounds exactly where you go uh, with your clients and in your book. Is that right? Yes, that's correct. And I, um, I do go pretty deep into it as I... Um, I'm trying to remember the author that that he actually writes a whole. It's it's hard to pronounce his name to be truthful, and so I'll kind of drop that. But I know that there's many books written about happiness and how deep to go with it. And once you've been through um, an illness, that you know some of the stories you'll read in my book, a lot of the people understand that there's an aha moment after you go through um, once you're diagnosed or if you've been through the surgeries or you have conquered cancer or um, a gentleman who's had a, a brain aneurysm um, and, you know, his wife would look after him. And there's some incredible stories, but you understand the happiness of life and what a glory it is to be alive. You know, as much as you want to conquer in your success, there's also that other side of life that you just, you're just happy to be here. So, uh, and there's so many other things that people go through that um, th- there's that side to recognize. And I think you were perhaps thinking about flow in Mahaley, Six Cent Mahaley. Is that who you were thinking about when you said you couldn't remember the the author's name? Who's difficult? Are you familiar with him? The concept of flow, yes. being being in the moment and and being able to experience rather than just process and be so into it that that it there's a joy to doing that activity, right? Correct. Correct. Uh, the gentleman's name start, uh, it isn't who I was thinking of, but I do that, know oh, that book okay, as right. well. That's all good. It's all good. <laughs> See, so we interrupted Flo. <laughs> yes, I'm sorry about so that. So in order oh. to take us out of that stressful situation. <laughs> no, I <laughs> We can all have a laugh about it. That Use our comedic uh, ability, talent, <laughs> to have a chuckle, which is a good talent for everybody or ability for everybody to develop is uh, to be like laugh in the moment of things when things are uncomfortable and and uh, to just embrace whatever the next thing is. So I'd love to uh, just dive right into that for the remaining part of this segment is what are the pragmatics? What what, what can people do to, um, you know, access the tools or uh, is there online stuff that they can find out about what your work is, Lana? Yeah, so for sure. Uh, You can go to my website, uniquepotential.ca, and you can get, um, I'm giving away the first uh, chapter of my book, which uh, gives a lot of the information of of what unique potential is it gives you the formula that you can you can try out for yourself so that is excellent and um i'll be posting a lot of information uh soon about my workshop that's going to be following up with the book as well so to be signing up for that and of course to get a hold of me to work with me one-on-one um for um of any parts that that uh, of your life that you may be struggling with um that is that you're feeling stressed out about and just feeling under the weather that needs to be that you need to help with so sounds 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 great um can you give us a little bit more about the book because i know it's a very interesting book can you give the listeners a little flavor more about the style of the book and and the content um for sure so um the book is about discovering yourself. You're discovering your unique potential and the stories. I uh, give 15 stories in the book of women that have been through um, in, incredible um They've conquered incredible illnesses and have found their unique potential in life to make it today. So... Um, everything from MS to, as I said, a brain aneurysm to um, from cancers and different diseases that people and that people have had and, and conquered and know how to be happy in the world today. Um, and that's why, and I, I did interview quite a few people, and but I chose these stories because of the unique potential that these ladies found uh, 
to make it out there today you know and and live happy and they're enjoying themselves and they're out there they're conquering their lives and I think what's incredibly um, just touching about sharing other people's stories is you don't know how that's going to affect or impact anybody who's reading it or yourself um, I know when I wrote my book Silver Linings that I um, wrote it and was almost like it was embarrassing a bit to write about Huntington's disease, which is the, the disease that's in our family. And it was, it was quite excruciating to put that book together <laughs> and to put it out. Uh, however, uh, subsequently, I've had lots of people that have, you know, phoned or emailed or, you know, sent me messages over Facebook or called my mom and said, <laughs> you know, like, really, uh, I, I just thank you, Leah, so much for putting that work out because um, I don't have this in my family, but I didn't realize how much I was struggling with whatever the issue is in their family. And that by reading your words, I realized how blessed I am in my life and that it was just helped me to move past whatever the sticking point is. So I just want to say congratulations on on collecting the stories of these other um incredible ladies who are you know um, you know coming through their health challenges just like I think almost all people in the world because we all age will at some point uh, come across health challenges just as we age so the um, it's not the book isn't just for people who might be looking for a formula to get up you might be looking for a formula for your aunt or uncle or your mom or dad to get up or if your children are struggling and it's got this really nice um, way of approaching it by sharing other people's stories that it says, we're all in this together, <laughs> which is just, it's an incredibly collaborative and community um, building. And so I just want to congratulate you on, on such a fine uh, piece of work. And those ladies must have felt really honored to have been able to share um, their story with you and to have been listened to. And, and as a coach, do you find that part of your um, gift to the world is just your ability to listen? Uh, I do. Thank you. And uh, it's one of those, I do listen. And one of my other parts that I also, I'm also a now person and that I do emphasize that in my book as well. I do think part of getting up is living for now as well. And some people worry about yesterday and some people worry about tomorrow. And a lot of us today, uh, I'm, I'm about living for today. And I think that's also an important, um, thing that I do is as a coach and don't have to worry so much about yesterday <laughs> it's gone and and tomorrow isn't is never going to be here so it's one of those important things that I emphasize is let's let's worry about what's happening right now and take care of it so yeah I'm, and that's great and I'm, I'm just thinking that I wondered when you were still and still waiting for your brain surgery and, and knowing you had these problems with this communication area in the brain, whether it ever occurred to you that you'd actually write a book. <laughs> well, that's a good question. I, I, I didn't think that I ever would. And I, I do give credit to one of my, one of my co coaches, uh, Jay Facet is his name, is the gentleman who, uh, who pushed me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, so I'm thankful for coaches today. <laughs> he's, uh, he's the gentleman who, who, uh, who pushed me over the edge to do it. So that's, that's one of those great things about um, communicating with people rather than just trying to do it all by yourself. Right. Yes. Operating in community is such a fantastic thing. So, Lana, when you're, um, you know, considering kind of the next steps for your life, you've written this wonderful book about getting up. You've got a, you know, a vibrant, thriving practice. You're, um, you know, contributing your gifts to the world. How, how do you inspire other people to do that in your day to day? Um, so for, uh, for me, um, I openly admit I've been concentrating on the book and getting this out. And so uh, for day to day, um, I do like to uh, communicate with, with other people that are going through any struggles. And so whether I am, I openly admit I communicate one-on-one -on -one more than I do through the social media, which is going to grow. And um, anybody, as I say, anybody who would like to contact me one-on-one -on -one is more than welcome. I know that that's the type of person that I am. 
And um, also, as I grow, as I say, I'm going to be doing some workshops, and I also run mastermind groups, and I will be proposing more mastermind groups coming up here right away that uh, people can join into. Wow, you sound like you've really developed, uh, you know, that 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 unique design. You've 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 captured your unique design and uh, capitalizing on it. And and like anyone else who does that, you know, it sounds as if you're so you find this so meaningful for you and are so into it, right? And I'm sure it's almost effortless. I mean, because there are things you have to do, but but it feels that way to you, right? It does, and and you know, from my I've always enjoyed helping people through business and, you know, that was my previous company was helping people go forward in business, but now it's helping people with life as a whole and in general, wherever they're stuck and, and getting them off that ground is, I just enjoy it. I love it. I can't help it. It's my nature. So, yeah. And I was curious, Lana, is part of, because part of that unique potential formula, um, if I remember correctly from reading the first chapter was just about, um, you have these um, abilities and talents, but you also have these almost like non-abilities and non-talents. So when you're you're um, interacting with things that um, are taking away from your energy, uh, is part of your coaching also helping people to get like to weed out the things that are uh, draining their energy? Yes, that's absolutely correct. When people when you're not when you're doing something you should not be doing that that doesn't make you feel good um that is something that um that i've learned to give to somebody else to do you can hire somebody else to do it or and i understand that's really tough to let go for some people <laughs> but when you learn that other people can do the work um for you or you you can get some help then um it, it your life becomes easier and happier and that's um it's you just develop new patterns to live that um that you know that you're going to be happy with yeah i mean nobody really wants to hear me sing believe me Uh, (laughs) so come on Howard. just a little no but i think that is but I think that's a valuable point. People do get stuck in things they're really not very good at and should recognize that and either improve or give it to somebody else. Totally agree. Uh, I have really, really enjoyed uh, meeting you and listening to your story, Lona. God bless you. I know you've done this amazing work, and I know that you're going to continue to do amazing work and grow. I want to wish you all the very best with all your efforts, and in particular, your book, Getting Up, which is coming out shortly. And we will make sure that we will let everyone we know uh let them know about it and how valuable resource. Correct, Leah? Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much, Lana, for joining us today. And remember to check her out at uniquepotentials.ca. And until next time, uh, please fill your life full of inspiration, insight, and intelligence. And we'll see you again on Master Your Life. Thank you for being a part of our show today. Master Your Life with Leah Mattinson and Dr. Howard Rankin can be heard every Tuesday at noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Now, go enjoy your successful life.